Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast. This is officially my first episode after my mental health sabbatical. And as part of my emergence into creating more online again, I am going to do a full moon event on Saturday, October 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's noon central and 1 p.m. EST. Um, this one is for emotional release and it's just after the full moon. We're going to do a lot of sound exercises, self-healing sound, where you basically turn yourself into a vibrational instrument. So it's going to be loud, it's going to be fun, and you're going to feel great afterwards. Go to portersinger.com store and you'll hit online classes and you can sign up there. I'm so excited to be welcoming my friend and cosmic cheerleader, full-time Ascension teacher, Isabel Zimmerman. She's so cute. She actually does a really great job of introducing herself. So let's just get into it. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Porter, <laughs> I am so excited to have this conversation with you and being on your podcast. My name is Isabel Zimmerman. You can find me by Googling or searching Attracting Wisdom. I have podcasts and a YouTube channel and blogs and all sorts of little things there. And I would say I am a full-time Ascension teacher, or I like to call myself a cosmic cheerleader to help facilitate your connection with your inner being and teach some high-level concepts around the design of physical reality and all that is. Because I'm really an operations girl. I really like to see how the system is created for greater understanding. And so, yes, I am a psychic and channeler. And I would say how I became a psychic and channeler and how I met Porter was through the teachings of Joshua. Both her and I met Gary Temple Bodley and went into a program and we learned all about beliefs and limiting beliefs. And that led me to my connection with my inner being. And I started to channel the divine and the celestial being. So that is how Porter and I know each other. We have a commonality of coursework that we both took. And I would say I'm very grateful for it. How about you, Porter? Totally. Yeah. That was a huge launching point for me. I mean, my life completely changed after that, that course was awesome. Do, do you have, you must've had something before that course though. I mean, you must've had some inkling that you were psychic and that, you know, you were like, cause you talk about these beings very, yeah. you know, uh, like, like they're there. I mean, I've, I've actually yes, never yes, heard they, anybody they, talk about this. Like they're your friends and they're, they're they there. Are. <laughs> they're my total friends. So, okay. I would say science led me to being a psychic Gary or teachings of Joshua unlocked it, but how I was led was really through science and the passion of learning. I was a podcast junkie. I had a, an hour commute each way 
And I would listen to Money Planet and I would listen to Freakonomics and anything really sciencey. I was also writing a young adult novel. And I started writing that young adult novel because the Harry Potter series ended. <laughs> and I was really, really bummed. And I'm like, shit, what am I going to read now? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm going to write my own book. And so when you are faced to write your own book, you're like, I remember them. I remember in school saying, write what you know. And then I went, huh, write what I know. How about write what I like? And so this is what I wrote. Angels. I was interested in angels, which of course makes perfect sense since I work with Michael and Ralph Riel all the time. I wrote down the CERN Collider because I was interested in quantum physics. So the CERN Collider is the particle collider in Switzerland that smashes particles to figure out oh. what atoms are made of. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so you can only imagine angels and CERN Collider, <laughs> quantum physics, and I was interested in fairies. So that feels very random, angels, fairies, and quantum physics. But that's what my young adult novel was about. And now I can totally see how that was perfect. <laughs> did you end up finishing that? I did not. I worked on it for nine years. I actually joined a conference center. Uh, I mean, a conference, sorry, a writer's conference romance writers of America. It was Tracy DeLuise, who's uh, another um, Porter and I mutual friend. <laughs> and um, Tracy said, Isabel, in any industry, you should start going to conferences, start immersing yourself in that industry. And that will really assist you in your game, whatever you want to learn. And so um, she, she's a fitness person and she would go to fitness conferences and get certified and, and uh, really learn from the people that would go to these conferences and gatherings. And so I said, okay, so I started looking, I looked at murder mystery conferences and romance writers of America um, was close to my house. They had a hundred members meeting once a month. And my story was a love story. So I said, all right. So I joined their conference and I met all these women that published novels. I learned about the editing world, the publishing world. Um, I think it was perfect training ground for me because one of the things that we would always work on was point of view where is your character's point of view? So when Joshua teaching said, mm -hmm. where are your beliefs? Mm -hmm. It was just a different terminology. Point of view, beliefs, it's the same. Totally. That's so interesting that you were gravitated towards romance novels because I got really interested in the Outlander books. Do you, yes. You I read them all. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I haven't read them all. I'm, I'm on the second one, but I, I heard that Diana Gab Gabaldon um, yeah. 
she, she like her editors didn't know where to put her book in the beginning. They were like, this is science kind of sci-fi kind of whatever. So she had to pick between sci-fi and romance. And I guess the romance world is just so much more readership. So she, ended, yes. she ended up picking romance. So I, thought that was I, you know, I am so grateful. I'm still in touch with some of those women. I am just so grateful. I've developed a friendship. Um, there's a, there's suspense romance. There's mm-hmm. so many, there's sci-fi romance. There's so mm-hmm. much genre um, in the romance, but you know, romance, it makes perfect sense because it's in the frequency of love. Yeah. And love is so powerful. Yeah. So of course, romance writing is going to be a huge genre. Like now I get it, but <laughs> yeah. But, but as a, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of uh, reference Harry Potter a lot, but like a muggle, a non-magical folk would not yeah. understand that, but right. a magical folk totally gets that love is super powerful. Totally. Totally. What do you feel about romance in terms of like the reality of it? I was having a conversation with my ex-husband about this actually the other night, because he was talking with someone who was a I guess she had studied like the romance languages and the history of romance and um, in college. And she was saying that there was basically like this failed experiment that people, you know, put all these, this like undue pressure on each other to create these feelings that, I, and I, yeah. I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, well that, that's a perspective. Yeah. <laughs> so what's really interesting is, um, I had seen a TED talk of the dating site Cupid mm-hmm. and they were using algorithms to create romance or relationships between humans. Even before I became aware or psychic, I was always interested in energy and relationships and soul work. And so I was always curious about attraction. I was always curious. I read um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm-hmm. I think John Gray, that was a really good book. I think it's like from the nineties, if anyone wants to look that up. Yeah. There's um, the five languages of love. Like, are you a bird, a goldfish, a dog, a cat? Um, how do you want to be communicated, the love language. And so I was always, always interested in love. I really, I really was looking back on it. And now from, you know, I call them, um, so I'll I'll say spirit or I'll call them my non-physical peeps or I'll call them by names. Uh, but they are very real. I I would have to say when I first um, connected uh, was Isis and I saw her, I, um, I went into my car and I put bilateral beats um, and I meditated and then I asked to connect and I saw her little face, like a reverse image of uh, a photograph. And I was shocked. I was so shocked that I connected and it, then I channeled a message and then I wrote to Gary and Joshua and they're like, yes. And then the next day, Kimberly Lette, beings Mm -hmm. of light channeled Lakishma and Lakishma said, you've connected. 
and Kimberly didn't know. And I was like, oh my God, they all know they're all in cahoots on the other side. Like, I just felt like, I felt like that little Dorothy going behind the curtain, seeing the man behind the curtain. Like it, I, I just stepped into like a whole new world. And um, when I work with my celestial beings, I feel like that commercial from the M&M. So there was a commercial with the characters of M&Ms and they see Santa Claus and Santa Claus sees them. And they both say, you're real. And they think <laughs> that's what it feels like for me. Like every time, like a new entity comes, I'm like, Thor, you're real. Oh my gosh. You know, um, fairies are real. Angels are real, but yeah, they're all real. They're as real as the pillow that you're leaning against. Uh, I had to understand it scientifically, to be honest with you and feel it. And it, you know, it was a process for me, but now that, I mean, you got me as like a senior in college. So, so. Even like, I'm used to this world now, you know, yeah. but like in the beginning I was, I was not used to it. I was just like, what? <laughs> oh my God people are going to think I'm crazy. And now I'm like, eh, ah, you can't see radio waves in the room. Yeah. Whatever. It's advanced math. It's fine. Yeah. You don't seem all that concerned. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I, so, so when you, when you, do you hear you, you said you saw the image of ISIS, like, do you often see things or? Yeah. So there's, there's a couple of things that um, there's phases and stages, and then I'll go back to love because they're telling me we need to go back to that um, <laughs> a higher perspective. <laughs> One of the interesting things was uh, my eyes were closed. And so I would say it's like a download of an image. It's something I do past life regressions. If I asked you, Porter, what was your favorite costume you wore as a child? You could recall it, right? Uh -huh. And you could almost see it. And you could probably even describe it to me, right? Mm -hmm. You could describe that costume and kind of see it in your mind's eye, but you don't see it like your hand, right. like in front of your face, right? right? So a download is similar of a recall of a memory, but sometimes I see a visualization, like a recall of a memory of my favorite costume. And sometimes it's, it seems physical in my mind's eye. And I'm beginning to understand. So when I channel and when I hear them, it's in my mind, you Porter can't hear them like I can hear them because if we were playing a radio in the background, we're both listening to the same song. Mm -hmm. But Porter and I have access to the same information. She can reach for the same information, but it will be filtered through her beingness, her energy field. And my messages are filtered through my beingness, my energy field, my beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so when you work with a psychic or when you have somebody channeling, you just listen to the message and see what resonates with you. 
because everything is filtered through that energy field. So my messages are filtered through me, but they may resonate with you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I hear them, but I, I hear, feel, and it's quick. It's very, it's fast. It's, that's why I call it a download Mm -hmm. because it's not me. It's like, I know it, another analogy that I really like. It's like, if you open up a book that you did not write and you started reading, it's your voice, but not your words. Mm. That's what channeling feels like. Mm. It's my voice. It sounds like me, but it's not my words. And there's feelings. Sometimes they'll, they'll download a feeling for me or uh, a concept or an image and words. They really communicate in a robust way. And it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's probably why I'm so passionate in teaching everyone to channel. Like, yeah, I want everyone to have this ability and there are different modalities and I'm just, but one teacher, but yeah. And if I can lend some credibility or belief or possibility or spark something within you to know that it's possible for you, man, that's great. So what okay. are we supposed to come back to about love? Okay. So now love. Okay. <laughs> I am recently divorced. And when spirit said to me to go on Bumble, a dating app, I was just, <laughs> <laughs> but Porter and I, we both know that we have to push past fear and be uncomfortable. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so there I am downloading the app, um, setting up a profile, putting up pictures, writing about myself. I write that I'm a psychic and a full-time Ascension teacher. And it's okay. You don't know what it is. I just threw it out there. I'm like, I'm going to be me, you know? <laughs> Oh, anyone who's, who's going to be interested in like talking to me has to know, you know, um, that's how I felt. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe it was a little bit of, um, screw you spirit for making me do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do call them mother effers all the time, just so you know, and they're my best friends (laughs) and they laugh. They're like, Isabel, you're so funny. You're so funny. We just love you. We just love you. I'm like, whatever. Um, so there I did. So, so it felt like, um, like, oh my gosh, they're judging me on looks. They're judging me. I just felt like judged. I felt vulnerable. I had to go through it all. Um, But recently, so I would say it's a fear. It's a series of steps, but here's the concept that spirit would like me to um, bring forth 
to this conversation. Your attraction to another is coming from your inner being. It's coming from divine. You may think you are attracted to another at your level of consciousness. You might say, um, oh, he's got a good job. He's got a nice smile. He's the right height. He's the right shape. He's the right education level, whatever. That's your ego mind. But your attraction to another is coming from divine. And so we've all experienced this. We've all met somebody really good looking. And then you start talking to them and there is no attraction. And we've all met somebody not so good looking in the perceived human judgment perspective or not the right type of person, whatever. And we're really attracted. Yeah. So it kind of allows me to soften who I'm attracted to and who I'm not attracted to and who I have feelings for, or like one of the weird things for me was I had pitter patter for my husband for, I don't know, 25 years. And so when that pitter patter went away, almost seemingly overnight, I was kind of stunned. I was kind of shocked. And then when I uncovered that my cycle with my husband was complete and that it was time for me to let him go because he could not follow me on my journey. I was hard because I wanted that feeling of excitement and love for him to return, but it was coming from my inner being. Mm. So all of those, all of, all of you who are out there, like wondering why can't, why can't I like this person anymore? Why can't I be in love anymore? Is it, is it my fault? Is it their fault? Just know there's a lot more going on and just soften your judgment around it. And it's okay if it's not mutual and it's okay if cycles end, it's all okay because there's a lot more going on than we realize. And there are soul contracts and there's, there's just a lot. Okay. The other concept that they're having me work on. Yeah. I'm in process. So you got me raw guys. (laughs) Um, I just want to let you know, personally, I, um, Archangel Michael has really helped me heal my perspective around men. I worked with men. I've always relegated them as friends. I understood men really think very differently from females. Mm -hmm. They are, they tend to be more linear thinking. Um, they can be emotional, emotional, but they are not really encouraged to express it. Mm. I think men have a tough time communicating how they feel. Mm. And when you add sexual attraction, I think it gets even harder. 
because the fear of loss of love is intense. And so the communication, there's gaps, there's definite gaps. So here I am on Bumble and, you know, they would like me to date. And I said, okay. And then they said, we don't want you to be tied to the outcome. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's, always this easy. Is com- <laughs> that's a common theme, right? Don't be tied to the outcome. Just create for the sake of creating. It's all good. It's all perfect. Meanwhile, you're in pain and suffering. Um, so they said, Isabel, we want you to whoever comes into your reality, be very loosey goosey with it. They could be a friend. They could be a partner. You could, we would like you to allow yourself to have intimacy with someone and maybe not have intimacy with them again. Hmm. And of course that bumped up against some of my beliefs because Mm -hmm. I want a partner and a connection and a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. to have intimacy and the thought to have intimacy for the sake of having intimacy was kind of like big for me very, very big. And they said, of course, we want you to be comfortable for wherever you are, but we want you to be open to this idea because, um, ISIS was very much into sex magic. And this is funny. Spirit is so funny. Sex magic. So I have this book. So yeah, oh, wait, wait, something again, I, I went to, yeah. My- word. So it's the I'm Magdalene read it. manuscript, the Magdalene Ma- manuscript, the okay. alchemist of Horus and sex magic of Isis. So Magdalene, sex, not, not Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Ma- uh, yeah. Mary Magdalene. Yep. But she, doesn't she come later? She does. Okay. But Isis and Horos were their non-physical entities oh. that mentored Mary Magdalene. Huh. Oh, yes, my friends. So Yeshua, Buddha, they all had non-physical entities assisting them on the other side. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh. It makes sense because <laughs> what human knows it, right? Right. <laughs> we completely forget. Wow. So where did you find that book? So of course, spirit, um, it's, it's channeled by Tom Kenyon. And I think, uh, the, the listeners can go and Google him. Um, he has YouTube channels and he's a teacher. Um, but ISIS. So a lot of people know about sex, magic, different terminology, tantric sex. Okay. And, um, it was really ISIS, um, preparing me before I bought the book, um, around this concept around, um, sex is a very powerful, uh, force and energy, uh, to use, um, to unlock, um, 
abilities within you, psychic abilities within you. Hmm. And when I'm just going to bring it down to a lower level, when you meditate in a group, it feels very different than meditating alone. Hmm. When you do yoga in a group, it feels very different than doing yoga alone in your room. Mm-hmm. Those combined energies are very powerful. And so Mary Magdalene and Yeshua Ben Joseph, also known as Jesus, mm-hmm. practice sex magic to build his light body. Yeah. So I, I read a book more on like the historical end of this, that Jesus and Mary Magdalene's religion, quote unquote, was basically a sex cult. I mean, you know, not in like a right. seedy way, yeah. but like yeah. that they, that they taught this sacred form of lovemaking and, this yes. was, and that they were, they were sort of like the, as a couple, the, yes. the center of the, of the religion. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. And that was, that came from the mystery schools, um, from Isis and, and, um, Horos and Osiris Mm -hmm. and, um, Isis was mentored by Thor and he came from Atlantis, but yes, sex is very powerful. And so spirit is having me soften my idea of connection Mm-hmm. And connection to my body and connection to a partner mm-hmm. and to not be tied to the partner. Now I do know that, yes, I will have a partner, but they really want me to explore. They're like, it's okay to kiss another. Yeah. It's okay. Like step into your sexuality, Isabel, you've suppressed it as the career woman, you've suppressed mm-hmm. it even within your marriage, because you played the mother. Mm. Can a mother be sexy? Yeah. Intellectually, I know, yes, but will I allow myself to be a sexy mother? Mm-hmm. Right? So there are things for me to grow and accept. Also, Porter has met me physically. I'm like a six foot tall Amazon. Mm-hmm. So like, I have like body issues and, you know, I have like shit to work through. (laughs) No wonder they wanted me to go on the dating (laughs) app. I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that doesn't align with, with your belief system yet, but I'm, I'm like, dude, there's a lot of tall guys. Like what, what's the issue with that? Of course (laughs) there is, no, there is, there is, but it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, um, so I, I have a very large chest and, you know, guys would just stare at my chest mm. and I was awkward. And especially if they're shorter, actually, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but like now I no longer judge it as wrong. You know, now mm-hmm. I can be, I can be admired yeah. and not say creep scumbag <laughs> loser. Yeah. Oh, I really feel that like it's, it's hard to be 
Well, I, I had the added thing of being a mother that was within an, an organization where you were supposed to be modest all the time too. Ah. Oh. So, I mean, the way that I was meant to dress and the way that I, I mean, I, it was really self-enforced. It wasn't like anybody was telling me how to dress, but I wanted right. to fit in. And so, you know, like it's, it was hard to feel sexy wearing like baggy clothes, you know? So I sure. never felt sexy in my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So sexuality is an important one for me personally to uncover, um, to be playful, um, to love those that come in my reality in whichever way is comfortable for me. So for example, one of the things that they downloaded was I, so I moved out of my house and we had another dog named Raven and she's a little Patterdale terrier and she's very cute and small and black and sleek. And I have my other dog with me, Bijou, who is white and fluffy and also small and cute. Mm -hmm. And when I visited my uh, former home, um, Raven was there and you know, as soon as I walked into the door, she ran and got her toy <laughs> and she wanted to play. And she was like, mama's home, mama's home. <laughs> and she's like French kissing me and she's playing with me and she's <laughs> sleeping with me. And then I had to leave. But I, in that time when I was home, I played with Raven and loved her as much as I I was open with her. I just loved her. I accepted her. And then when I left, I was a little sad, but I knew she, she's not my dog. Mm -hmm. She has to be with Ken. She mm -hmm. has to be with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And so I can love her in that moment in time and kind of let her go. Mm -hmm. And that's when spirit is telling me like, whatever level of connection you have with another, it might just be a text like, hi, mm -hmm. and you might never hear from them again, but be fully present and then let it go. And that's why they said no attachments. And I went, shit. So I will tell you the human experience. And I'm sure a lot of uh, women <laughs> who are listening to this and guys will, I, Morgan said, guys do this, but women, I don't know. We tend to go 50,000 steps ahead. Yeah. We really want commitment and security and a lot. And it's <laughs> in the beginning stages mm -hmm. or it may not even develop into anything, but we throw in all these expectations, all these ideas. And we really, we're not loosey goosey. You know, <laughs> we read things into text messages. We, we read into things. We try to analyze and dissect what they said, what, how they said it, how they look, whatever, all of it. And, um, so yeah, spirit would like us to be more loosey goosey with it and open and just know energetically the second concept they want me to share is when you connect with another, your energy and their energy 
is actually commingling. So if you get to the point of connection with intimacy and sex, that sexual act is occurring on um, different ethers. I'm just going to call it the ether, but different dimensional space. And you're mixing energy of a new creation. And it is powerful, hmm. whether you're aware of it or not. And you have to understand your inner being, if you have sex with another, it has been approved and accepted by your inner being. If you were not meant to have sex with this, another, that person wouldn't happen. Yeah, so all sexual encounters, if you have any guilt around any sexual encounter, let it go girls and boys, let it go because it was by divine for you. And there was a reason for it. Yeah. And you might not be aware what the reason is, but there was a reason for it. So, yeah, I, I guess it's, um, I'm really uncovering. It's like a new world for me. Yeah. New concepts, new ideas. Yeah. New discoveries. That's really cool. Yeah. The, so what, what I see a lot that, that happens, which I'm interested to hear your perspective on, if you have one, is yeah. that, you know, so, so we, we come to the table with these ideas, you know, okay, we're, we're going to be open-minded about this. We're spiritual beings and we're going to take things loosey goosey and whatever. And then what I see that is like some people who don't want to be in a committed relationship because they're afraid of that, you know, it's like the other end of the spectrum. They're like, well, hooray, this is the space I get to play in because now I can be in fear about relationships under the guise of being super spiritual about it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, um, no, 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 no. If you have a fear of commitment in giving your heart to another, you will be encouraged to be in a committed relationship. Hmm. You have to understand my lesson it's because I would only be in a relationship in a committed relationship. I would not even consider hmm. um, playing in a non-committed relationship. I wanted connection. Now, will I be able to do that? Guys, I don't know. Probably not. Because <laughs> it's a big one for me. We're rooting for you, though. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, it's not going to be long that I have to go through these lessons. Um, because no, I, I love being in a partnership. I love being in a committed relationship. I roll around in delight in that way. I can't understand why other people don't like it, to be honest. I mean, I understand fear, mm -hmm. but I'm like, wow, it's so worth pushing past that fear. And, um, letting go how long the relationship is is that that's the back door that they're working with me on because I can, because I want to be all in and let go of how long it will last. 
I think that's a very softer approach that I I can step into. So I am going to go with, I'm in it, I'm all in it, but I'm letting go of the duration Hmm. and being softer with it. Yeah. Because I can't, I it's, it's too big of a step. Like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, another big step I had, I did was I quit my job. I was in corporate America since 14 years old. I'm like, who gets a first job as an office worker at age 14? Isabel Zimmerman did. How, how do you do that? Is that legal? Yeah. So (laughs) I used to work for a company called Equifax Uh and I, I would make phone calls at night um, to verify data of their address, their car, their make, their model. And that's what I did at 14 was verify data. Were 14? Yep. Wow. I got the job through a friend. Wow. You're industrious. I was in grade. Yeah. I was, I was like babysitting and cleaning I was, I was like cleaning my neighbor's house, I think for her theater guests, you know, I was, I was nice. like of the, yeah. but, that, but that's, that's very incorporated. You know, I was like making the little paper things of like, if you need help, <laughs> you know, See? but that, yeah, it's really, it's, it's interesting how we, we ended in, we go into different spheres that never would have occurred to me to like go no. corporate something. Yeah. So I mean, obviously I didn't look for the job. Like my friend, um, from school, Andrea, she's like, Hey, they're hiring. Do you, do you want to, um, do you want to apply? And I said, sure. What do I have to do? It's only a few hours a night to make Mm -hmm. phone calls. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Um, so leaving corporate America for me, when spirit asked me to, to move on and be a full-time Ascension teacher, it was hard. Yeah. It's, it's all I've ever known. It was, I had kind of worked through my identity before, but you know, a lot of, a lot of times people will ask, Hey, what do you do for a living? Right. Yeah. And, um, not having that, um, when I had stopped working, um, with my daughter, I stayed home with her for the first five years and boy, I went through, I did end up getting a job, but I went through an identity crisis. You know, I did like this small part-time job for cultural care au pair. And, uh, and then I, I would find myself, but I used to do it, you know, (laughs) right. I would say the career that I really did, um, because I had identified with it. And so this time, time around when I was letting go of my corporate career, um, I was okay with it. I was just like, yeah, I'm an Ascension teacher. <laughs> no one knows what that is. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> did it. And that was February 28th of 2021. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. And look, lo and behold, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. I'm glad. Um, do you want to tell people about your course before we go? Yes. Yeah, so 
there's an amazing, cute little course, um, changing your vibration. It's, it's on my website. It's like $77 cause I just wanted the sevens and we do physical exercises, mental exercises, writing exercises, drawing exercises. And it really helps facilitate that connection with your inner being. And um, I consider that little course, the engine that could. <laughs> That's what I consider that little course. That's so cool. <laughs> so it's yeah, like definitely video, visuals and writing exercises. Um, you do one exercise a day, you do build on um, a little bit, but yeah, um, that course was channeled. It took me a year to create it. And there's a free exercise that you can see if you like the format. But I remember when um, they asked me to create this course, I was so resistant. I was just so resistant. I'm like, I don't want to create a course. I don't want to do this. <laughs> they kept on like pinging me. And now I'm really happy I did because that course, um, Yeshua, we do mirror exercises. Yeshua was very insistent. The Octurians um, has an exercise, Isis and Athena. And it's really a conglomerate of a collaboration between different celestial beings um, for all these exercises. And I mean, you guys won't know which one came from who, but I, you know, I just actually looked at it the other day because I'm helping another teacher uh, create her own course. And mm -hmm. so I was showing her my course. And I said, this is how I did it. You know, you could do a hybrid. Do you really want it all written? You can incorporate a video. You can incorporate meditations. Uh, and, you know, so it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So you can find the link to that in the podcast comments. I will add that as well as your website and all the information so people can find Isabel Zimmerman on the web. And it was super delightful to chat with you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. No, thank you for doing this and pushing past fear. Indeed. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> for more conversations like this and to help us share this podcast, please subscribe on the platform of your choice, as well as leave us a comment. To keep in touch with me and receive updates, please sign up for my newsletter at portersinger.com. You'll get a free download as well as receive updates on my self-healing sound courses, workshops, and other community building events that I'm creating. Have a beautiful day.